Special treat for all of you listening. The President of the United States, Donald Trump, joins us now live. Mr. President, thank you so much for joining. We really do appreciate it. Thank you very much, Buck. It's an honor. So let's just get right to it. We saw the numbers today, and we knew the numbers on the unemployment were going to be bad, sir. And, and people are really concerned. I'm here in New York. You're a fellow New Yorker. Uh, but all across the country, people are worried about jobs. What do you want to say to the folks who are just beginning to see that the country is reopening? Well, it really is. It's starting, and it's going to start, and I think it's going to get really, you know, I've, I've been calling it. You actually wrote it once, and I do watch you, and I think you're terrific, Buck, I have to say. Hence, I talk to you. But uh, I think that you're going to see a transition to greatness, and the transition is going to begin pretty much now. It's already started if you look at the stock exchanges when you're 25,000 plus, and we just went through the worst pandemic since 1917, over 100 years. Uh, it's pretty amazing. But I think you're going to see some, some very good numbers coming into the third quarter. And I think the fourth quarter is going to be terrific. And I think next year is going to be a great year. We have a lot of stimulus out there. We have a lot of potential to do things. And I, I just think you're going to see some really good numbers. And I think you're starting to see that right now. And with the governors that are saying that they're going to need additional funding, they're calling for bailouts. I, I know that you had a, a meeting with Governor Cuomo recently. Uh, how should that be handled? What's your position on what should what should go on here with the states that do have big budget shortfalls because of the lockdown? Well, there's a big difference. If you're talking about the lockdown or the pandemic, that's one thing. And if you, or if you're talking about 25 years of bad management, which is really something that some of them are doing. You know, you look at some, and we won't use the names of the states, but if you look at some of what's going on, they want to have a bailout. And a lot of Republicans aren't wanting to do a bailout. Now, if it's to help over this uh, terrible pandemic released and came right out of China that should have been stopped by China, they could have stopped it, they should have stopped it. That's a different thing. But uh, so we're negotiating and we'll see. We're going to take care of this country. But uh, they are you do have a group of people they want to solve and take care of problems that were not caused by the pandemic. And that's a different story. For anyone joining us in progress, we're talking to the president of the United States, Donald Trump. Uh, Mr. President, I also wanted to ask about the possibility here of a second wave, something you and I spoke about briefly. And and there's a lot of concern out there for businesses, for the markets, for people who want to, you know, if they get their job back or they get a new job, they don't want to have to shut it down again or lose that, lose another job. So what is your position on what we're facing right now? How are we preparing for the winter, you know, the fall winter flu season right. from your perspective? Well, the numbers are going down and we've done everything right. We've done uh, we did the ban on China. We just we then did a ban on Europe uh, last night. As you know, we did a ban on uh, Brazil. Uh, Brazil's being hit very, very hard. Uh, but we will not be closing the country. We've uh, we've done the right thing. We've gotten to know what we're dealing with, and it's it's uh, very brutal. It's a nasty, horrible disease, and it's a shame we have to be doing this. It's a horrible thing that we've lost so many people, but the world has lost so many people. You know, we're 188, 186, or 88 countries right now, all fighting it and fighting it. You know, strong, but it's a terrible thing. But we. Well, you know, I, I think what we might see is embers. You might see flames. You might see something, and we'll get it out. One way or the other, we'll get it out. We'll stop it. 
But the country's going forward. We're going forward, and that's the way it is. We have really, uh, I consider it even no choice. We have to do it. Because you break a country. You break it by doing too much of what we did. We did the right thing. If, if you, I'll give you an example. If we didn't do it, I think you would have lost a million and a half to two and a half million people. So that would be 15 times the number that we lost. It would not have been sustainable, acceptable. As a leader, it would not have been acceptable. People would have said, what is wrong with him? So we're at 100,000. That was the lower end. And one life is too many. I have to say, Buck, one life is too many. This should never have happened. But we're at that's at the lower end of the lower models. And, you know, it's uh, it's a it's a terrible thing. But we could have lost one and a half two, two and a half million people. So take all of the death you've seen and now multiply it times 10, 15 or 20 or more. And it would not have been sustainable. You would not have been. I, I think you would have had you would have had riots in the street. Mr. President, we've in recent weeks had more information about the targeting of General Flynn, about the uh, the lies and the, the conspiracy around the Russia Gate or Obama Gate and these different versions yeah. of essentially the Russia Russia conspiracy. Uh, right. I, I wanted to know what we should be expecting going forward. Are there uh, more revelations? I mean, the Director of National Intelligence acting now now departed. Uh, Richard Grinnell did a fantastic job from a transparency perspective. Are we going to get right. more transparency? Because the American people deserve to know what was done to you and what happened to your administration before right. we go in and look at the uh, the next possible election. It should never be allowed to happen again, Buck. What happened to this administration? What happened to General Flynn? What happened to others that are going through it still? It should never. It was a. It was an attempted coup. It was an attempted takedown of a duly elected president. Happened to be me. Could have been anybody. But you would think we're not a third world country. This was a uh, a coup, and they got caught. And they've been caught. I think John Ratcliffe is going to do a fantastic job. Uh, Bill Barr is doing a terrific job. And I specifically, I, I, as you know, I mean, you know it probably better than anybody. I would absolutely have the right to totally get involved. I've chosen not to because I think it's better that I, if I didn't, I, I could and I could have. But I've chosen not to. Bill Barr's handling it. Other people are handling it. Uh, John Ratcliffe now is fantastic. He'll be involved. But I will say this. Uh, I believe you're going to see things that will shock the minds, even of the people that were most skeptical. It, it is an incredible it's, I think it's the greatest scandal, and the political scandal, certainly, in the history of our country. This makes Watergate, what they did to us, many of us, but what they did to this country makes Watergate look like small potatoes. We're speaking to President of the United States, Donald Trump. Uh, Mr. President, you signed an executive order today having to do with social media platforms right. and essentially declaring that they cannot have certain protection if they're going to be politically biased, as we saw with the the Twitter uh, notification on a recent tweet of yours. Uh, first off, I, I just want to know what would you what do you want to see from these these platforms uh, going forward? Well, I signed and this has to do with 230, but it's it's really more than that. It's really a uh, it's a level of power 
whether you, you could almost say it's monopolistic power, but it's very dangerous for our country where you have a few people, where you have an individual, where you have a company that literally is going to call the shot of our elections. And they treat us very, very unfairly. You know that from a conservative standpoint, from a Republican standpoint, they treat us so horribly. Uh, there are those that say it's an incredible miracle the miracle of 2016, because they were very much against us. But now they're they're insane. They've gone insane. And you look at what's going on, along with some others, in all fairness, working with the Democrats, and they're very well aligned with the Democrats, as is the media aligned with the Democrats, with the exception of a small amount. One of the reasons I do calls like this is we have to get our word out. And if we didn't, we wouldn't have a chance. But the media, the fake, I call it the fake news media, as you very well know, the media is is disgraceful. They're so dishonest. Not all of it. Uh, there are some great people, great journalists that I know and, and I respect, but tremendous amounts, a vast majority of the media, people have no idea how bad the New York Times is, how bad, how evil, how corrupt, in my opinion, the New York Times is. They'll take something that's good and make it sound horrible. The Washington Post, I call it the Amazon Washington Post, is just horrible. And, you know, the interesting thing, if you're a person, you're driving a cab, you're you're a bricklayer, a carpenter, an executive, you read a story, you don't know what's going on. I know what happened, and then I'll read a story, and it bears no relationship to the story, and they know it. They have phony sources, people that don't exist. I mean, usually it's people, they make them up. It's not like, oh, gee, the source wasn't quoted accurately. There was no source. It's phony, phony sources. So I, I think you know this maybe better than most, Buck, but it is incredibly dishonest. So we need an honest media, and we have to call out – uh, these platforms, these horrible platforms that have been so biased. I mean, they, on the front page today of the New York Post, they have a man named Yoel Roth, and he's uh, the the king, I guess, of Twitter. He's the, the judge of what goes on Twitter, and he's a super lefty that will we're just, you know, like to destroy yes, hates your administration and say he's a site integrity chief, I believe, is his title over oh, there, whatever, whatever that means. And you look at his past statements and tweets and you take a look at what he said on social media and it's terrible. And that goes for Facebook. They had the woman who was so atrocious at a hearing six months ago, if you remember her. I said, isn't that that same woman called out my son, who's a young, he's a very young guy. He's uh, just turned 14 years old, and this was a year a year ago, right? And he is just, she is just horrendous. And the two other people that Facebook appointed, these are horrendous people, and there's no fairness with them. So we have to do it the hard way, and that's what I do. I mean, I fight, and I fight for what I know is best for the country. And I wanted to get your thoughts, Mr. President, on what's going on right now in Minneapolis. I, I saw... Uh, that there's at least reporting of, you know, additional, not just protests, but additional looting and, and violence on the streets there. And you know, the mayor is calling for calm. The National Guard has been called in. What what do, what are your thoughts on that situation and how does the federal government play a role in calming things down and also achieving justice? It is very, very sad. And we've uh, notified everybody in our in our side on the federal side uh we're very much engaged and working with local law enforcement uh, that goes from bill barr the attorney general to the fbi 
and we're very much involved with it. We want to get to the bottom. It was a terrible, terrible scene. I watched it like everybody else did. That was a horrible thing that I watched. Horrible. And I want to also ask, before we let you get back to uh, running the country and leading the free world, sir, uh, what do you think your, uh, your, your chances are right now going up against Joe Biden, uh, who now wears a mask a lot of the time all over the place in his uh, oh, Twitter avatar, and he's certainly making a, a thing of it. Uh, how do you think your competition is shaping up so far, and what are going to be some of the ways that you want to make sure the American people remember why a Trump presidency part two would be very different from a Biden presidency. Well, I think we're going to do very well over the next number of months. You're starting to see the numbers really do well, and he's not for jobs. So you look at what they've done over there. Look, I'm only here because of Joe Biden and his partner. I'm only here for that reason. Without them, I wouldn't be here. I became president because people were very unhappy. Uh, China walked away with us, they, uh, and we're, doing, we're very strong on China. China's had the worst year before the epidemic before the pandemic china had the worst year that they've had in 67 years approximately 67 years because we were being strong for the people of this country with respect to china but uh, i think this i think biden is surrounded by smart people i think biden himself is not at all smart i don't think he knows what's going on i see tweets come out where they analyze this thing or that thing or 15 different uh, uh, events that took place, and they analyze them very brilliantly. But that's not put out by Joe Biden. It's put out by people that are surrounding him, wanting to get him into office. He's turned very left. But again, I don't even think he's turned left. I think it's just that he doesn't know where he is. He's lost. He's a lost sheep. And I see him. I hear him. And I don't know how this man can be president. He's just he just couldn't do it. And then you look at the son walking away with a billion and a half dollars of money to invest. China doesn't do that. They don't do that for the top people. Or you look at what happened with Ukraine with the son, where he ends up making a fortune. This guy didn't have a job, got thrown out of the, the services and didn't have a job for a long time. And then he's making millions of dollars a year. You can't have that as your president. I mean, it's just a very sad situation, but you just can't. Now, whether or not... It all goes. The Democrats are very powerful. We have some very bad uh, rhinos in our party. And frankly, some of the rhinos, some of the never Trumpers are worse than the Democrats. And, you know, we've uh, appointed, you know this very well, we've appointed 200, close to 275 federal judges, including appellate judges, two great Supreme Court judges. Uh, it's, you know, we're shattering records on judges you look at that, we've rebuilt the military, we've cut taxes, we've gotten more regulation cuts than any president in history, and that's done in three and a half years. And some of them went eight years, or in one case, more than eight years. Nobody's come close to regulation cuts. Uh, I'm protecting the Second Amendment. Joe Biden, you're going to lose your Second Amendment 100%. We got veterans' choice. We took care of our military. But when we rebuilt our military and we took care of veterans' choice and also veterans' accountability, we're able now to take care of – we can fire people – in the VA, who treat our veterans badly. We can fire them. You couldn't do that because of, frankly, the unions and uh, civil service. You couldn't do it. I mean, we've done so much. Uh, I don't think, and a lot of people, nobody disputes me on this, probably more in three years than just about any other president in the first three years. So we've done a lot. Uh, hopefully that's going to be good enough because we need the four more years to seed. 
religious liberty, so many other things that we've done that nobody else would do. A thing called right to try, where somebody who's terminally ill wasn't able to get a drug that looked like it worked, you know, works, but it wasn't fully tested yet. But they're terminally ill. They're going to die. They've been trying to get it passed for 45 years. They couldn't do it. I got it passed. And by the way, and miracles are taking place. Incredible things are happening. So we've done a lot, Buck, and we have some great support. And uh, we really appreciate your your viewpoint is very important to me. Very, very important. That's how we got to know each other. Mr. President, it's an honor, sir. Thank you so much for calling in. And just can I get you to give some some words of support? You're a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. You're speaking to a lot of New Yorkers right now. We've gone through a tough one. Can you just give us a, yeah. a, a, a your la- your closing thoughts on that, and then we'll let you get back to running the government? Absolutely, Buck. Uh, look, I'm very sad with what I see in New York. I've known New York. That's where I grew up. That's a place I just love. And when I look at those streets, it looks like they're barren. And you got to open it up. You got to get going. You got to just move. You get you got to break this city. People are leaving. They're leaving for Florida. They're leaving for other places. Uh, the city's going to be broken. It's got to start having signs of life. It's it's very, very sad what they're doing, and they've got to do it really, really quickly and safely. But they have to do something. They can't let this go on because you're going to break the city. Mr. President, thank you so much, sir. Stay in the fight. We appreciate it. I will. Thank you very much, Buck. Great honor. Thank you.